Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-game. My guest today on the A-Game podcast is James Krause. James Krause is a professional MMA fighter with 35 professional fights. Looks like he started fighting about 2007. Uh, first degree black belt for, for some of the top competition in the entire world. Uh, Bellator, UFC has fought some of the toughest guys out there. Uh, Ricardo Lamas, Tom Galicchio, Donald Cerrone, Ramsey Nijum, Jamie Varner, Jorge Masvidal, has been on three seasons of Tough, two as a competitor, one of them the live season, which uh, arguably was the toughest season, and uh, was guest coaching on some of them as well. And uh, I have them on today because I also saw that you are now uh, looking to pick up your black belt and investing and doing some other stuff over there. So <laughs> we have some uh, similar friends, and I really appreciate you jumping on and doing this. You know, myself, uh, I messaged you. You wrote right back. You jumped right on, man. I, I, uh, guys, yeah. I know really good th- things about you, so... Um, I'll let you do a quick intro on yourself, and then I, I have like a million different things I could talk to you about, man. Man, I don't know if I could say any more than you just did. You you uh, you killed it with the intro. Uh, just a little bit about myself. I uh, have a, uh, you know, obviously I have a family. I'm married. I have uh, two kids of my own. I have custody of my sister. Um, I have uh, two two MMA gyms that, that I run. Uh, we're opening up a third. We're in the middle of it right now. Um, I do, I do a bunch of like side, I do a bunch of, a bunch of like, I dabble in a bunch of little things and it, and it all adds up uh, little side hustles here and there. Uh, so in the real estate of basically when I was 30, I'm a, I'll be 34 in June. And basically when I was 30, I kind of had like a mental breakdown cause I didn't have a retirement plan. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, this could all end tomorrow and I have nothing to show for it. So, uh, I kind of started thinking about what I wanted to do. I'm not really a firm believer in like 401ks or anything like that. It's just, it doesn't fit me and my lifestyle, what I want to do well. So uh, I started to to do some real estate stuff. And uh, as it sits right now, I have two, two Airbnbs, uh, two, two single families, uh, commercial building. And I think I have six, I have six, six rental properties. Yes. And then of course the house that I live in. Uh, so yeah, it's it's it it does. Uh, I'm really a firm believer in in real estate and where it's going. Obviously, right now for the Airbnbs, it's not doing really well for me. But you know, it, in in the last year, it's definitely it's 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 definitely made its made its money. So uh, yeah, it's you know that's kind of my uh, my nutshell. The real estate thing for me is just a wealth building tool. My retirement plan. Um, I think it's the easiest uh, easiest way to gain real wealth. Uh, there is on the plan and I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that. And you don't really have to have a lot of like, uh, you don't have to do a ton of research. You know what I mean? If you buy well, if you buy well and, uh, you sell at the right time, it's, it's really hard to mess up. And, and honestly, like it's hard to, (laughs) in times like this, it's hard to mess up period. You know what I mean? Like uh, you can still do it. People do it all the time, but, uh, if you get everything on the buy, man, it's really, it's really difficult to mess up. Yeah, I completely agree, man. I think that's really cool. I was gonna that was gonna be my leading question. How did you find that? But are you doing any other diversifications or are you mostly focusing on investing in real estate? 
No, like I don't have, I don't have much extra time, man. Uh, I don't really, somebody hit me up. Uh, Dustin Jacoby actually was saying he was trying to get his real estate license and he said, I should do that. I just, I don't really have the time or the desire to, to be an agent. I mean, the only time I'm, I would be an agent is like I flip houses too. So, um, maybe, uh, maybe that it, it just, but it, my, maybe my wife can do it at some point. It's just not something that I'm really interested in. It takes too much of my time up. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that, uh, I think that, yeah, I, I, it's not something I'm interested in at all, really. I don't, I don't really, I don't have enough time. I don't, I have, I have other stuff going on. It's just not something important to me. I'll pay the, I'll pay the extra. My guy charges me a uh, half price right now anyway on a normal commission. So it's not a huge deal to me. Nice. But no, no stocks or anything like that. You're doing just strictly real estate investing. <laughs> so I've, my dad is really big into stocks. Uh, I really don't have a uh, a diamond. I probably have, I have like an insurance policy that has like a, you know, the Vanguard 500 or whatever. You know, I don't, I don't know anything about it. My dad's telling me, I thought about dabbling in it now just because it's, you know, it's once again, it's hard to mess up right now. Really, I am, I'm all in on, uh, all in on real estate and, and small business. Those are my two things. But, but in terms of retirement plan, real estate's it for me. That's awesome. And, and your, your business, uh, Glory MMA and Fitness, that's, that's your gyms, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. Correct. Awesome. Yeah. The, the, um, the, the real estate license thing is interesting to me because people always ask me if they should get them or not. And my, my answer was usually no, unless you were going to, you know, do something big with your use to, to, to go out with your brokerages. Like I know Ally Aquinta, give, give him a big shout. I know he's a mutual friend and one of my favorite people. Um, he's doing really well with it. And for me, like in, in Chicago, yeah. doing a lot more stuff they're almost making it mandatory that if you invest, you have to get it. And I know a lot of guys are getting referral fees. So if I'm talking to a seller and they're not going to give me a discount on their house and it's going to make sense for me, they want retail. I can say, all right, well, you're in New York, you're in Missouri. You know, I know James, I know Al, I'll send it over to them. And if you have a license, you can get a referral fee. So that's just another thing that I was looking to do to just try and monetize every lead. But I agree. If it's not for that, it's, it can be a rat race if you're not really doing it right. So I think that's awesome, man. I, I love that you're doing that. One of the things I always like to ask too is, does it take any of the pressure off of you as a fighter having that additional income and having something else to rely on so you're not only relying on that? Because, yeah. I, you, know, you know, I feel like I've seen a difference with like Aljamain and, you know, Chris Weidman's buying some stuff now. He had a really cool thing that he was telling me how he bought three properties and one was for each of his kids. So that way when his kids turn, you know, 18, 21... Instead of giving them a handout, he can say, "Look, I can hand you these three properties and yeah. business," which I think is a really, really smart thing. Um, but then again, when you have that, you get to really choose. Probably the I, I would normally say the fights that you just want, but now you're you're jumping in and taking things on like a freaking hour notice and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's pretty awesome. I wanted that though. I wanted that. Though. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, to, to answer the first question, I mean, bro, I've been in the UFC since 2013 and I've never still to this day have never felt like a sense of security. And that's not a knock on the UFC. It's just that like, I can't rely on other people to put food on my table, especially this is a great example of what's going on right now is, you know, the world shuts down, you know, you can't real estate's still doing fine right now. It'll probably hit, take a hit here in the next few months, but right now it's, it's, it's one of the longest lasting industries just because you still need long-term tenants. You know what I mean? Like everybody needs a place to stay still. So, uh, the Airbnb is shut down for me, you know, but that man, it's those things have made so much money over the last year or two that it's made up for it the, of the two months that I'll go missing. And basically all I'm doing is like, you can rent them out to like traveling nurses or you can rent them out one month at a time. 
you know, two months at a time. Like I'm not going to lose money on them. I'll, I'll break even on them for the next couple of months. And then I'll go back to make the $2,500 net per, uh, per unit, you know, on that. And that's, that's unheard of in real estate, you know, so Airbnb is a little, it's a little dicey right now, but, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's, uh, it's everything. And that, and the, the deal that Weidman did, it's, it's something that I actually have, have planned on doing as well. So, uh, man, there's just, there's so much, so much opportunity, so much growth. What I love about it is the leverage that you can get from it. Um, you know, the tax benefits. I mean, there, it's just, there's no investment like it on the planet, in my opinion. Uh, and, and once again, like you don't have to be like a ultra bright individual to, to invest, you know, it's like, so I just bought this, I just bought this property, uh, a couple miles from my gym and I'm putting about seven, eight grand into it. And I'm going to, my payments like 550 on it. I paid 120,000 for the house, put almost 20 down on it. My payments like 550 and uh I I probably get 1200. I probably get $1200 a month in rent for it. You know, and I just did those small renovations, you know, this paint, new countertops, uh flooring at 7 8 grand. It's nothing, you know what I mean? Like so it'll be that'll be a great, you know, that's a that's a good investment for me i feel like it's great obviously they're paying the note down i'm getting cash flow on top of it uh it's great man yes did you hit any um any roadblocks or anything like that this month with the april 1st i know a lot of people were kind of white knuckling it wondering if they were going to get paid but i've heard overwhelmingly positive responses a bunch of my rentals some of the guys actually paid early so that was pretty good you know some of the multi-units people are on auto pay maybe next month it'll be a little bit different but did you have a pretty good success rate with the first of the month yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't had any, I haven't had any issues yet. I mean, like I said, the, 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 the real answer is, is you got to have a place to stay. If you don't pay your bills, you're getting, you know what I mean? Like they can't boot you out right now, but the second it's all clears up, they can, you know what I mean? So it's, everybody needs a place to stay, man. And, uh, in, in today's world, credit means everything. Everybody's worried about building their credit back up. And, uh, you know, for, for, for me, I like to, I like to, to dabble in the, the type of properties that people care about that stuff. in. you know, cause some people don't care, like they, they can ruin their credit or whatever, but like, I just, those, that's not the, the type of property that I want. I want somebody that cares about their credit that, that is, is going to keep, going to keep paying. You know, that's, that's where I would like to, I like to play at. I think that's, that's definitely the safe bet. And I think people get an illusion on numbers. So especially like in your market, I know there's, there's a lot of differences between, you know, some of the guys like I acquainted that are investing in New York versus some deals that you can get in Missouri. You oh know, man, it's, it's not, I had, I had, I had dinner with uh, Aljamain about three weeks ago in Vegas. Nice. Or four weeks ago in Vegas, a month ago, somewhere in there. And uh, it's crazy, dude. The, the real estate market in Kansas City is unlike anything else on, on, on the planet. Like he's talking about like $600,000 per house in New York. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you know what you could get for $600,000? Like I'm going to, if I move, I'm going to list my house for that. And I'm like, I'm on, a, I can go show you. I'm on a lake, bro. I'm like, you look 40 feet out this way. There, I literally have a lake lot. Like, yeah, it's $600,000. Do a million dollar house here. We'll get you 10,000 square feet, nine bedrooms, private pool on a lake. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like a million dollars there will get you a, a three bedroom shack. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's different. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a different game, man. But it, it's crazy because I see every single market has good and bad areas. And I actually started investing in Kansas City. It was one of the markets I started investing in when I first got into real estate. And I remember thinking like, like Kansas City, why, why would I ever want to invest there? And and this is before there was so much social media out. Like now people can see you posting training videos and people out all there. But I remember I went on a, I was training doing some speaking gigs for some real estate investment clubs. 
And we went to like, we, we did Manhattan, we did Vegas, we did LA, and then we did KC. And it was like right around the Power and Light District. And I remember thinking, yep. this is going to be the time that I sleep in for the weekend and I'll party the week before in Vegas. And I wound up getting sick there. So we went out to the Power and Light District and we spent the whole weekend going out and just seeing Kansas City and experiencing it. And it was literally one of the most fun weekends. Nice. And it's, it's such a sleeper town. And the yep. real it's quality there. But I see people that they go, all right, well, stuff's too expensive in New York. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go buy something in KC. But they don't yep. realize that there's still bad areas at KC. Cheaper is not necessarily better. And they buy in like these really bad areas that they think they're getting these returns, but they're kicking guys out every week. There's like murders on yep. the lawn. So I think, like you said, you can find those nice middle-class areas that maybe you're paying a little bit more for them, but you're getting a quality solid tenant that actually has a pretty good job, cares about making their payments, cares about yep. protecting their credit. And, and the stuff you're saying with the Airbnb, I think the people that are going to be having trouble now are the ones that don't have any reserves to carry them through a few months. But if you can get through that, worst yeah. scenario, you got to boot somebody out for a little bit. And then what you said, that discipline of making sure you're screening the right tenant is going to keep you from having that high turnover. So again, you're treating it like a business, which is really what you have to do to be successful. Yeah, it's just, it's just a waiting game at this point. I was having a discussion. One of my good friends, uh, he owns like four, I call them the family dollar fitness. <clears throat> They're like 24-hour gyms are smaller, all in small towns. It's really a genius game, uh, uh, business plan. But he's, he's worried because all of his gyms are shut down. I said, man, this is a great thing. This is a great time because all the guys that are kind of uh, picking low-hanging fruit and doing this as a hobby, they'll go away after this. They're already gone. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if, you're, if, if you haven't been very disciplined and you don't have your stuff straight, like, you're going to be in some problems. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I've done a uh, – I don't want to say I've done a good job, but I have done a good job of uh, – I treat this like a business. Like, the real estate like, – my investment has its own account, and it's like that is the investment account that it handles – all that there's X amount of dollars in it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that's, it's, it's dedicated to that. I don't pull from that. That's not my money. That's the investment money. That's that goes, I will never take a dollar from that to pull, to feed my family ever. So if I want something nice, I don't take from that. Like that's not what that's for. That's for building wealth in the future. That's awesome, man. And again, clearly, um, you know, John Vellante told me you're one of the smartest guys he knows, which yeah. shout out to Vellante, but I think you have it a good head on your show themselves because I do see people lose a lot of money in real estate. But again, it's, it's them with that, that ignorance or yeah. looking at things and, and they don't treat it like a business. But those are the same guys that probably, the same guy that will come up to me and go, dude, I'm going to go invest in real estate and flip houses and buy this portfolio and do no research and just buy or listen to everybody or just go in blindly. Yeah. They relate to me the same kind of guys that probably walk into your gym or Longo and Matt Sarah's gym off the streets and go, I have 50 street fights. I want to fight in the UFC. And then they go in and they get hammered and they go, no, it's not for me. But you know, the, that's why I yeah. really like a, a big thing that I, I enjoy talking to guys that come from the BJJ background, MMA background, and especially business backgrounds, because I feel yeah. like you, you didn't get to be at the level you are fighting by A, not taking calculated risks. So you realize sure. what you're doing might sound crazy to some people, the fighting and the real estate side of it, but playing it safe is not going to get you where you want to go. But you also can't just go in like blind yeah. and, and, and do those things. So I find the guys that understand the, the discipline of going and getting a black belt or being a pro fighter, if you carry those same habits and that same discipline and the same accountability and just making sure you show up every day and you're on top of it, that's the kind of thing how, how you do anything is how you do everything. hundred percent. And it, I, I actually had this discussion, uh, uh, Eddie Alvarez and, and myself got on a, a Instagram live the other day and we talked about this. 
if you if you have money in a savings account right now and it's it's sitting there and let's just say you are an anomaly and you got 1% return on your money from a savings account. That's unheard of. But let's just say you found it at some busted credit union somewhere and they're trying to get, they're trying to build. Let's say you got 1% return. You are still losing money. It is, you are not like inflation's 3% a year. You know what I mean? You have to account for that. You are going to lose money. If, if you keep your money in savings, you will lose money. That's, that's how it works. You saving money, like the, what they taught, the generation uh, before me is is completely uh, crazy to me. Like I don't understand it. Uh, and maybe like I have my own, I have my own certain you know investment strategies and 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 how I view things. And like the Dave Ram, like the Dave Ramseys of the world. You ever heard uh, Grant Cardone talk about Dave Ramsey? Yeah. I he says something. He said he said uh, <laughs> this is hilarious. I, I love saying this. He said, uh, you know, Dave Ramsey's worth, he goes, Dave Ramsey's worth about $50 million. He's like, my plane costs $50 million. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, because you're not leveraging anything. You're just paying everything down, man. Like, it's, it's uh, I'm not a fan of that at all. I'm not a fan of paying things off. Uh, the second that I get uh, equity in the house, I'm going to pull it out and I'm going to pull the equity out and use it to buy something else to get more money. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a, it's a game that has to be played just like with jiu-jitsu, just like with MMA. The strategy, there's game involved, and I feel like the generation before us has been lied to for many years, and it's almost just like, uh, you know, they've been lied to so much that they they believe it now. So everybody, you know, without a house payment and stuff like that, now these two months they're living good, you know. But man, it's just I th- I don't I don't believe in the, that that strategy. Now I completely agree, and it's funny because some of the, you know, some of the people now that are running away, I'm I'm spending all day online going on webinars, talking to guys that are doing well, and we're all stock, stocking up to to take over things with seller financing and find creative yep. ways to get into deals now because they're going to go lower again. And I was just talking to somebody, forget who I was talking to, I was talking to the real estate guy, and when the market was at its absolute worst, 2009, whatever it was, I bought a property then with a credit partner. And that part, that property today is pretty much paid off free and clear. I don't think it's ever been vacant except for when I was rehabbing it the first time. It just appraised in an area for like 200 something thousand dollars. And like, that was when everybody was going, you're crazy. Like keep your yeah. own. It is. And if I did nothing else and I really was yeah. in a bad spot right now, the cash flow on that would have taken me through the recession and the equity on that right now, I could pull out as like my holy crap fund and fund whatever bills I needed. So like, it really is the time to do the opposite of what the normal people are, are doing. So sure. Huh? Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if the sheep are going left, you need to go right. That's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, history has proven itself now. Like for me, uh, obviously the, the circumstances that we're in are, are, are not good, but the situation that we're in that I'm in is incredible. I feel like, because look, this is, I had, I had to talk with my guy, my friend earlier and he does really well, man. He, I mean, on these, on the family dollar of fitness, like he kills it, bro. He does really well. And he's frustrated. He's like, man, he's like, I'm going to lose everything. I said, dude, no, you're not. It's a waiting game. Like, and basically what I was telling him is, is this like, man, imagine, imagine like you're playing a game and they keep changing the rule set on you. Like that's, that's essentially what they're doing is they're changing the rules on us, right? Like they're changing the rules, but for movers and shakers and guys that are adaptable, like that's a good thing. It doesn't seem like it's a good thing because it's frustrating. But the great thing about this whole situation is, is they're changing the rules for everybody, not just you, for everybody. So if you're adaptable, if you are disciplined and you have your stuff together, man, you can shake and you can move and you can adjust on the fly to, 
to start playing the game with the new rules, first of all, to learn the rules and then play the game by the new rules before everybody else even realizes the rule change happened. You know what I mean? So I think, I think that this is a great thing. You know, guys like me, I'm going to, I'm going to come out. I'm, I'm busier now than I ever have been. Man. I'm going to come out on top of this whole thing. I like just listen to your, listen to you talk. You're going to gain a lot out of this. Cause I'm ready. Like I'm right now I'm sitting I'm waiting for somebody to panic and be like, hey, I need to sell my house. Cool, I'm your guy. Come, come hit me up. You know what I mean? Like, give me twenty, thirty grand in equity. Six months, uh, six months from now, I, you know what I mean? I'll be, I'll pull that equity out, buy another one. Like, that's what I did on this last house. The person didn't. It was worth one forty, one fifty. They didn't want it. They wanted it gone. They, they wanted it done. I bought it for one twenty. I got thirty. You know, let's just conservative twenty thousand equity out of junk, dude. Like, where do you can't? You know what I mean? Like. And there's going to be a lot more of those in the next few months. People panic selling. That's just where the opportunity opportunity is coming. When you have your stuff together, you're disciplined. Whenever this thing starts figuring itself out, man, if people are ready, they're going to hit the ground running. There's going to be so much opportunity for everybody, for everybody. Because if you're able to shake and move, whenever you figure out the new rule set, you're going to be able to start playing immediately. The A-Game Podcast is sponsored by Nationwide Business Capital Group. If you're looking for competitive rates and terms for your real estate investments, you have found the right place. Have credit or full doc issues? No problem. Nationwide Business Capital Group has access to over 3,100 different investor-friendly loan programs in all 50 states to fit all your lending needs. From residential deals, multifamily, fix and flips, rentals, commercial buildings, financing and refinancing, among many others, they have options for absolutely everyone. Nationwide Business Capital Group's most popular loans vary from state of income to hard money loans, bank financing, bridge loans, lines of credit, or even non-recourse loan programs for financing as well as refinancing. No matter what the situation, from tons of experience to beginners or stellar credit to investors with past bankruptcies or foreclosures, Nationwide Business Capital Group is one of the most creative financing companies out there and will work around the clock to get your deals funded. Call or text Marianne today at 513-638-3654 or email Morse, M-O-R-S-E, at nationwidebcg.com to discuss your options. Mention the A-Game podcast to receive top priority for all of your funding needs. Pick up the phone and find out what makes Nationwide Business Capital Group different from all the rest, especially in these hard times. If you are looking for a lender who's still lending, still getting deals done, Nationwide Business Capital Group should be your first stop. Yeah, you know, I agree. I think it's learning how to be flexible and pivot is just going to help you. It's, it's just, you know, I still learn this the hard way, but, you know, I, I go for a choke or something like that, and I really don't have it, but I want it so bad. And then I guess yeah. the guy takes my back, and it's like, yep. you can't always do that. It's not always going to work. And if you want to win, you have to nope. be able to, like, there's no straight answer. So I know some people get frustrated with that, and they run for skills. But even like you said, which um, I saw part of what you were talking about with Eddie Alvarez, which I thought was brilliant because people go, oh, what's what's the big deal? You make a couple hundred bucks a month and it's like, no, there's so much more to that. Like, look at how them paying that, yeah. that equity. but now what you're doing with, I get people that argue with me all the time about, well, I'm not going to pull the equity out of my house. I'm like, great. You've been looking at it for the last 10 or 12 years and the market has been outstanding. So they're not pulling it, but I was investing when the market went down last time. Yeah. Equity, they won't take it away. It'll go away on its own on paper, or they won't let you pull it or access it anyway. So yeah, 3-4% right now, throw it into another property, double down on that cash flow. This, this whole thing of two or three months without work is not a big deal to you because of those exact things. 
so I'll give you an example. Like, uh, I just renovated my house and there's about probably 50. I mean, I have a, I have a total of probably 200 grand of equity in my personal house, but there's been 50,000 from the renovations that I do. So there's been about a 55,000 jump in the last 10 months just from renovations. And I was going to pull that out <clears throat> what that was going to do. Cause I, I was going to refinance my house. That was going to lower my rate. Long story short, it was going to raise my payment, my house payment, $100. I would have been able to pull that 55,000 out, put that towards another rental property. And let's just say I duplicated the property that I just got. Once again, my payment's 550. I get 1200. Let's say conservatively, I get uh, 1150. You know what I mean? Like that, that they, they, it's crazy. It's six, you know, it's $600. You know what I mean? Like that's $600 a month. And I could do that again. But once again, people are like, oh, you're going you're gonna to spend 55 or whatever it is to put. No, it's their pay. Do, do the math, do this. If if somebody's listening, they don't understand what I'm talking about. You get do just six hundred dollars a month times uh times twelve. What is that? That's uh what is that? Seventy two hundred. Seventy two hundred is that right? Yeah, seventy two hundred. So you get seventy two hundred dollars a year cash flow, right? Even that that doesn't make sense, right? But hold on, payment. Let's do the payment. Let's just give me a nice round number of 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 five hundred. Five hundred dollars. That's six. Do that. Uh, do five hundred dollars a month times twelve. That's uh, six thousand dollars, and then multiply that by five years, dude. Like, so you've gained, and then we take this by five years. So we're doing seventy-two hundred times five. Let's just call that thirty-five. It's going to be like close to forty thousand, right? And then you take the five hundred uh, times times twelve, which is six thousand times five, just thirty. So you, it's a sixty thousand, seventy thousand dollar jump in five years. Like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Like that's where it's, you can't get that in any stock on the planet. It's not going to happen. You, you won't get that 60,000. That's my house is halfway paid. If I put every dime back into that, my house is my 125 or $120,000 house halfway paid off in five years. Okay, cool. Let's pull the equity out. Let's do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Like that's what people don't see. They don't see it, man. They don't see it. And they don't see it because they don't want to see it. You know what I mean? Like they don't want to give up the big chunk to get 300 because they want to spend it on new shoes or whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that's just so frustrating about it. It's like, cool. And I like new shoes too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, get, I want to buy new shoes with the money I made from the house. Well, I think, I think it goes back to the principle of the same way somebody doesn't want to put a little bit of extra money out to make two or three or four times that investment is the same person that doesn't actually want to have to show up at the gym every day to get their black belt. Sure. Always sure. want the rewards of it, but you have to be able to do and put that work in. And, and I think it's going to be a twofold there. So for the people that get worried about what's going to happen, let's say that the market takes a huge dump, like, which I, I don't think this is going to be as bad as the last one, but let's say it does. If you bought it for the cash flow, even if the value of your house went down to maybe even less than you bought it, people aren't getting loans. That's why the market, so if they're not getting loans, they need to rent. So technically, with the laws in supply and demand, you could actually increase your monthly cash flow those guys can't go move somewhere else because tenants are going to be scrimmed even harder by their landlords. So you're in a safer position if the market tanks. And if the market doesn't tank, you still get your rent and you get your equity. Now you can do the whole thing over again. So I'm a big believer in it being recession proof for that fact, because no matter what you're good, as long as, like you said, you have the discipline to buy it right at the right time in the right area, you're going to be sitting good no matter what. You do a handful of those. Yeah. And if you ever want to do anything else again, you're in a really good spot. We, and we didn't even talk about uh, the value of the house driving up. In the course of a 10-year sliding 
sliding period, real estate's never gone down in any 10-year sliding period ever. And the court in the history of real estate's never gone down. So we didn't even talk about the value of the house going up over the course of those five years, right? Add add three percent a year to that. You can increase rents even. Not that's just assuming that I kept the rent the same, which is I'm gonna increase it three percent every year, right? Like we're not even talking about increased rents. We're not talking about uh the 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 home value going up. We're not talking about the tax benefits of all this. Like it's crazy, man. It's like I said, like, and I don't even, dude, I'm not even like a I'm not even like a, a I'm not even a uh like a real estate nerd or anything like that. I've listened to this, like some podcast, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like you, I can tell you know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, I know what I'm talking about, but it's like, it, okay. It's, it's just like, if you're in jujitsu and like every time somebody shoots a takedown and they get guillotined, like it's pretty apparent to me, Hey, stop shooting a takedown by, on this guy. You're going to get guillotined. Like, it's just so like, it's so blatant. Like, dude, just do it. You know what I mean? Like, if you get on a good buy, if you get a buy, if you get a good buy, it is so hard to mess this up no matter how dumb you are. So hard. Yeah, again, and you got to – It's, it's I, I bring it back to relationships. You have to treat it like a business. So I think the fact that there are knuckleheads out there that go in and they buy deals and maybe they get a good deal initially, but then they don't put the proper tenants in there. They don't take care of the, the property manager. They don't do the right things. They don't stock a little bit of money away in case there's some deferred maintenance. Those are the guys that two, three, four months that were living on like the skin of their teeth by those deals. They're going to be a lot of creative opportunities yeah. for you to do exactly like you said. You come over, you catch them up on a couple of months, take over the equity, you get them out, you put somebody else in. Like, I'm just really excited for all the different things that are going to happen and all the ways to grow. There's going to be a lot of really, really cool win-win situations. And you know, one of the things I'm, I'm trying to do now that I have the downtime is just connect with more people to just pass that message out because I think for everybody that's running yeah. Now going, we're scared, we're scared, we're scared, we're scared. There's somebody that watched you on an Instagram live or saw you online with the Alvarez and went, man, I wish I would have done what he was doing even a year ago, even two years ago. And I think there's going to be a bit of a slingshot effect of the people that have that FOMO for not yeah. doing it before that are kicking themselves in the ass now that are going to go, hey man, how do I invest with you? So um, are you getting people from the MMA community, from the jiu-jitsu community that are starting to reach out to you to figure out how to help them really find Absolutely. That? Absolutely. And I want to put together a course because like one of the passions, one of the passions that I have is like, is I get my heart breaks whenever I see guys in the UFC for 10 years. And then when they're done, they have nothing to show for it. Like that, it's hard for me to, to watch. And I have, I have personal friends that'll be in that same situation. And it's, uh, it sucks to see professional athletes dedicate their, their brain cells and their blood, sweat, hard work, tears, time away from their family sacrifice you know and then at the end of all of it they have nothing to show for it yeah man it's it's it is tough and i i really like i get excited by seeing the aljamains and truck and Wyman and iaquinta and guys like you that are out there and they're actually doing things i know you're like Raya favorite bought a bunch of real estate but um you know and i feel like after they started doing that and that wasn't your only sense of identity those guys are fighting better than ever so I just like having that yeah. other thing. like you know i hear these stories all the time about these big actors that made it big in Hollywood, but they made it big in Hollywood after they killed it in the real estate industry and they didn't do it for the money anymore. Now they did it for the love of the game or whatever you want to say. Like it just takes, I think it makes a difference because again, you guys are, you're putting your brains and your health on the line every single day, man. And you should be rewarded for that. You got to take advantage of it yourself. You know, unfortunately with all the, with the way things are. So, you know, that's another thing I wanted to talk about is just um, from the business side of it, how are you handling that with, uh, I know the gyms are down, but, 
a lot of guys, I think doing things like you're doing by doing podcasts and educating people yeah. really helps. Because I know, especially on the gym side, there's a lot of guys at Matt Sarah's gym and stuff that we talk about. And that's their therapy, like going there and training and hitting the bags and getting a workout in is what keeps them from going nuts and not having yeah. that. Now. I think going out and making sure we're putting out positive content and giving other options to keep people mentally busy is a really big, important thing. So um, how are you personally uh, getting some of that stuff out there and finding some of those outlets? It sounds like you're just, you're keeping yourself busy, but are you, are you finding any ways to stay connected with your students and your fighters too? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to the gym uh, every single day and uh, we're, we're not necessarily like I'm working out a little bit. Like I posted a 15 minute, you know, 15 minutes of my pad session this morning, but we're doing upgrades to the gym. You know, we're, we have a lot of the guys coming in to help. Uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but like we have a few of the guys coming in to help. Uh, you know, we're, we're repainting on the inside. Just, man, I want, I want, whenever this thing goes again, I want the members to know that, like, hey, this is important for you guys. You know, this is an important place for you guys. And it's important to us to make sure that, you know, even though we're not able to come, we're still providing an awesome facility. And oh, by the way, while you were gone, we made some adjustments and some fixes for you. So, you know, we're, we're reorganizing. We're uh, upgrading, we're touching up, uh, adding new furniture, painting the inside, you know, adding some real nice vinyl wraps. Uh, and then I'm doing a ton more of this, right? Like a ton more of this, trying to trying to build uh, my name, not necessarily for MMA, but outside of MMA as well. And uh, like I said, I'm really passionate about helping people uh, find something to, to help better their future, you know, because I see so often the professional athlete you know, they have a small window to get some cash and then they don't, don't do anything with that cash. They live off of it. So that's, that's, what's tough. You know, that's hard for me to watch because I, I'm not, man, I'm not making the money that some of these other guys are making, you know, and I'm, I've done, it's just, it's just about discipline. If you can stay disciplined for like three to five years, man, and not even that really, honestly, it really doesn't even take that, you know? So it's, uh, it sucks watching these guys have nothing to show for this at the end of it. And you can tell, you know, which ones they are, you know what I mean? You see it. And uh, they just they, they keep fighting for too long because they don't have anything else to go go to, and it's tough. Yeah, you know, again, I I, I feel bad for it, and I also see it on, on on other realms and other businesses that I'm watching a lot of stuff on social media, and I'm trying to not pay attention to you know the negative and the, and the anxiety and stuff. But I'm also like, how do these people have all day? Like everybody yeah. posting about the Tiger King, and I'm like, man, I'm up earlier than ever. I'm staying up later yeah. than ever. Like. And I keep telling people when they're like, well, you're really busy. I go, well, I'm like this. You either give up or you step up. And I'm trying to make sure that I'm not going to come out of this, whether it's two months, three months, six months, a year, like out of shape mentally and physically. Like I'm going to use this to create a huge opportunity yeah. to better myself. And, you know, guys like you, guys like Ally Aquinta, you have that in you. Like the truck cordons of the world are out there and they're just making things happen. And that's a big thing is uh, I think having the discipline to just be a self-starter that's going to be fortune favors the bull. You know, you have to step up and you have to do a lot of those things. And some people don't, don't like that, but I mean, has that been something that you always had in you? I mean, being a long time martial artist or like, where did it come into you that you really had that, that self-discipline to just go out there and, and start to, you know, hold yourself accountable for making a difference? So I've always been a, a hard worker with things that I love. Uh, I, I don't do things that I don't like to do. Like if I'm not good at them, I typically don't do them. So, uh, but I had a, uh, I had a mentor or somebody that took me under his wing in 2012 and kind of showed me just more of a positive way to think. I used to be a real negative person and, uh, it really changed my life. I started seeing things fall, fall into place for me, uh, with MMA, with life, everything started, you know, 
it was no coincidence that over the year that this was happening, that every my life started, you know, the puzzle pieces just started falling together. So, uh, ever since then, I've had to maintain a, a, a positive outlook on everything and uh, continue to build. You know, I'm I'm very money driven. Uh, I I grew up poor. I grew up broke, and uh, I don't you know I don't ever want to go back to that that life again. And I have kids. I want to give them. I want to teach them. Uh, I want to give them all the fish and then teach them how to fish too. You know, it's, uh, it, that's, that's the struggles. Cause I want to give them everything, but you also have to teach them too. So, uh, I just, I want to give them everything that I never had growing up. And I want, you know, I want to live in, in nice houses. I want to drive nice cars and I want to have, uh, I basically want to, I want to have the, the personal and financial freedom to do whatever I want. I want to be able to leave and go to on vacation whenever I want, you know, and that's, yeah. So that's, that's that's pretty much is just the I think the 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 personal and financial freedom to be able to come and go as I please is is what I'm after you know and like that's what I want and I have that now I don't feel like I ever work a day in my life but you know I'm gone I'm gone from home 10 12 hours a day but I don't work you know I love what I do I love being around the people that I am and I've set that up uh, I I think the good or bad I'm responsible for everything that I brought in my life. I get a lot of questions from people on uh, wanting to pick my brain wanted to ask me about what I do, how do I do it, all kinds of things across the spectrum. One of the things I try and answer back with is there's a few different ways that we can work together. People can either um, participate by being a buyer, being a seller, or being a partner. And that's really the best way to learn. So if people have questions that have reached out to me, the best thing to do is jump on www.nicknicknick.com. And you can schedule a consultation if you're looking to sell properties, buy part properties, partner on some deals, or just get a general consultation to see where we can even fit in and where we can do business together on any level. There's options for that to set some stuff up. So please visit www.nicknicknick.com to buy, to sell, or to partner on real estate deals or opportunities. That is the place to go. That is the best way to start making money and learning the process. That's awesome, man. And at the end of the day, that's what I like is Nobody can point the finger and say you were handed anything. Like you worked yeah. for it and you had the same opportunity. 100%. And I like watching that. I think uh, I Quinton was telling me, he was like, man, you like to play golf. Great. He's like, you can get up every day and play golf in the morning. But if you want to maintain that lifestyle, you better get your ass to the office and start knocking out some deals after that or, or do whatever. He's like, so you work for that. And like, even, um, like speaking to Stipe when you were, I did some training a few times down at, um, at Strong Style with Pablo Castro. And he'd meet me at like 5 a.m. And then he'd go out and do like his day job. He's like a, a lawyer or a politician or, or a judge or something out there. And then I went and I did my thing. And then we yeah. were on. But it's like everybody has the same 24 hours in a day, man. What are you doing to benefit that? And, you know, and another thing I, I really like to ask about is as far as risk, because you have a family, you know, right now I don't. I got my dog. My dog doesn't really tell me like, hey, I'm scared, don't buy that house or anything like that. But I meet a lot of people when yeah. I'm doing, doing uh, investment summaries and things like that that one person really wants to do something different. They really want to invest in either the husband or the wife or the parent or whoever. Somebody's just, again, and again, not because they, they don't believe in the person, but they're just so scared. And that fear of losing keeps them from ever moving forward. When you first started going, okay, I'm going to buy my first house. Did you have that support? Did you have to earn it over? Was it a tough conversation at home? Luckily and unluckily, uh, I've always kind of been the I've I've made good decisions and I've always kind of been the guy that they counted on. So like there's like a blind there's like a blind trust there. But I mean if I if I put my name on it and I say, Hey man, I'm doing this, 
I go to work, you know what I mean? And like, I, I, I it's going to be hard for me to let something fail that I don't, that I really care about because I'm willing to put so much work and time into it. Uh, so, you know, I was nervous and stuff at first to, to do some of these things to some degree, but like, I knew it was the way out for me. You know what I mean? Like it was the, 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 the beginning of the end, if you will, in a good way, not, not a bad way, but like, uh, making those decisions for me has always came pretty easy. Like I've always been able to say, no, I'm going to do this. And I'm very decisive with what I'm very confident with what I do, because I know that if it, if it fails, I know that my, you know, my name is on it and I'm just going to have to put more time and more work into it. And I can work, I can work, I can outwork a lot of people, man. Like there's not very many people that are going to outwork. So, uh, there's very few that are going to outwork me. And I, and I, and I don't just mean that like physically, like in the gym, I mean, like I'm willing to like a lot of these other guys that go take naps and stuff after practice. Like, dude, I've worked, you know what I mean? I'm at the gym at seven, seven something in the morning. I'm at the gym at seven something in the morning. I'm working practice at 10 30. I train until noon, go eat, come back, work more, train again. And I go home at eight, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and, and, and I just, I put the work in and if I have to do more work, I'll, I'll be on the phone or, or whatever I need to do to get it done you know that's this is what it takes i'll do what's necessary to get it done i love them and, and ha- I mean, obviously you haven't had any losses yet in real estate but i'm sure you still have like days somebody moves out that's so- not true that's not true <laughs> that's not true that's not true for sure i have but i don't look at them as losses though you know what i mean like they're, they're it's it's they're it's a it's a paid learning experience you know what i mean like it, it you're gonna have them man you're gonna have them like what's the point of i'm not gonna talk about them because like I mean, I could tell you about them, but it's not a, it's not a big deal to me. You know what I mean? Like you, lo- you're going to lose money. You're going to, there's going to be humps in anything that you do. There's going to be adversity in anything that you do. Like just because I lost a fight, we're not talking about like when the people call me, interview me about fights, I don't talk about losing. And it, you know, I'm not going to talk about it. Like, I, I will, you know, I'm not afraid to talk about it, but it's like, dude, like, what's the point? Like, it's not a big deal to me. I'm just going to go on to the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. Yeah, man. I love it. And that, that's where I was going to go with that is I feel yeah. like, it's the same thing as anything, you know what I mean? You yeah. have your tough days, you take your beatings, and you come back the next day, and you don't let that yeah. beating you again, and you learn from them. But I, I think that's where people go, today's tough, today sucked, I went to the gym, I got tapped out, I'm not coming back. I tried to get into real estate, I got some offers rejected, I'm not doing it again. But anything you're going to be successful with, man, it's, it's all that growth, it's not giving up and not quitting. And I think, again, that, that same work ethic is why a lot of guys that are successful fighters are going to be successful real estate really? businessmen or public speakers because you're not afraid about you know going out there and taking a taking a little bit of a feeling and coming back and it doesn't happen the first thing i saw that i found you was i think you tweeted something about how you were going and um you're gonna buy a 12 unit i think it was either right before or right after for people who don't know you took a fight on like a day's notice which i cannot freaking believe that judge didn't give you that, <laughs> that is absolutely insane but uh yeah Either way, but you know everybody else thinks you won that fight, so congrats on that. But I just I love the balls of going after it and taking that on there, man. So and I was like, cool, he's going after a twelve unit. Like that's what it is. It's like you said, you know, you you fought last night, right back to business the next day. So yeah. um, talk a little bit about your strategies for some of the deals you're chasing and putting together from single family and going into the multi unit because you know I love the multi unit space and it's obviously a yeah. lot of single family. Yeah, that's that's where I that's why I'm I'm pushing that next is is uh going to a multi-unit obviously uh that's where it just makes more sense i've had a fourplex before um that was the learning experience that i had it was just i, I bought it wrong uh i made some bad decisions on it 
Um, yeah, it was completely my fault, but like, I'm looking, you know, I would like to do 10 plus units on this next, on the next purchase. Uh, and I, th- I think that, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's where, I mean, multi-unit is you're basically just multiplying the, you're multiplying the, it's like, a, imagine if you bought 10 single families at, at once under the same roof, you know, it's, it just makes it, makes it a lot easier to handle. Um, and it, it just seems like, uh, seems like it's a better investment. And if, on a, on a single family, like if the, if the tenant is, if you don't have a tenant, if it's vacant, you, it's, it's either all or nothing, right? It's flip flop, but on multi units, you can have vacancies and still make money and, and vice versa. So, uh, it just seems where it needs to, it needs to, where my next step is, is going to that multi unit. Uh, I got a little bit of everything, Airbnb, single family, commercial, multi units where I got to go next. That's cool. And you're in a market for it, man. You can make some good returns and some great cash flow. I have some, some friends doing some cool things in KC too. So I think that that's an awesome thing. You know, I, again, I'm, I'm a big believer in quality of life too. So I, at one point I had all these yeah. homes and it was like, sell them and put all your kids under one roof with one babysitter and just yeah. pay attention to that. Like you said, half the people can move out in the same day and you still might not have yeah. anything out of your own pocket. But um, what yeah. kind of strategies are you using to acquire them? Are you buying them already filled up or is it the same thing with the single family homes? Are you buying them distressed? putting some work in, getting and, and uh, you know, talk a little bit about the strategy of the types of properties you're buying and how you're going about uh, financing them. Yeah. So there's, there's, everybody has an, has a niche. My Airbnb niche is I like to buy, I like to buy houses that can hold 10 or more people. Uh, they're a little bit more expensive, but that it like, that really sets you apart from, from the other houses. Cause not very many of them can hold 10. Both of mine can hold 12. So I like that, and I also accept pets. So if you look at a twelve a person that can hold or a place that can hold twelve or more, uh, ten or more people that accepts pets, the list is like super short. So if you look up Kansas City, I'm usually one of the top listings, uh, if not the top listing on on in that category. Uh, so if, if like multiple families are traveling together, I'm usually the guy that they that they can book with. Uh, and everything everything is on the buy, right? Everything is always on the buy. So single family stuff. Once again, everything's on the buy. But my second uh, purchasing strategy is I like to buy things that are uh, maybe slightly outdated. You know what I mean? Like uh, cosmetically outdated, uh, but obviously structurally sound. You know, roof's good, uh, foundation's good, but but maybe just needs updated. Maybe the carpet looks like shit, or maybe it needs painted or whatever. Dump ten grand into that, which is what I'm doing to the to the base. We literally we just came from there, and uh, new flooring, new paint. Uh, new countertops, new trim, and it's going to look like a completely, completely different house. I don't like to do carpet. I do hardwood. Uh, that way, when the tenant has a dog or whatever that pees on the carpet, ruins it. I don't have to replace that. It's easy to clean up. You just move, move along. And the and the prices, it's a little bit more, but not enough to replace the carpet once a year. Whenever you have a new tenant or whatever it is, you know. So, uh, that's my that's my strategy. My com- commercial is uh my commercial strategy is. The only reason I have a commercial building is because my business is in it. Uh, there's three businesses under that one roof. It's 9,000 square feet. There's my martial arts gym. There's a fitness gym, which I'm a minority owner in as well, that pays rent also. And then there's a chiropractic place that I have nothing to do with that just pays rent also. So there's three places paying rent under, under, that, one, under that one building. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I have, I, the deal was so good. It probably, I probably have four or 500,000 equity on it right now. And it's just the buy was so good. It was a, it was one of those ones where you're like, you can't get a better deal. Like the person didn't want to list it. 
more for ego reasons than anything. You know, they didn't want to admit because there was, they had a business within it and their business was failing and they didn't want to admit failure. So, you know, they could slide this underneath the, underneath the table with me and say, Hey, we're moving locations. And, and, uh, you know, but if they posted it to the public to see, they would know. So uh, it was a long process, but I got a, I mean, I got a really, I got a, just an unheard of deal on it. And, uh, I have quite a bit of equity in it and it, it does really well, uh, for me. So, and then I do, I do, I have one flip at a time too. So we just, uh, purchased a house for 200. Uh, we put about 60 into it and we have contract pending right now at 347. If you guys are getting anything from the podcast and some of the great knowledge and tips that the guests are sharing, please take a minute and leave a review on iTunes or any of your platforms with some stars and some comments, helping spread the promotion and spread some visibility for the podcast, for the guests, and for the knowledge so we can continue to do this. It'll only take a minute. I appreciate it. If you guys could take the time, it would go a very, very long way. Again, leave a review on iTunes, start to share, start to spread the word. I really would appreciate it if you're getting anything out of this. Thank you. So is your is your basic model, are you using the money from your flips to fund the down payments for your rentals and then going in with conventional financing? So the flip has is kind of its own. So basically the money that I make from the flip, I'll buy another one. Uh, like the, I have, I have money that I put on a down payment. I just do interest only on that one. Interest only for however many months, six months is what it usually is. Interest only. And I'll take that money and then I'll pull the profit from the flip. And then I will put more down payments. Uh, I get 15% down typically. Uh, and I, I'm alone everything. I don't buy anything cash. If I have equity and I pull it out, buy another, one, pull it out, buy another. One. Uh, cause even if I don't make any more money, even if pulling the equity out raises my, raises my payment, I still have somebody, an asset that even if it doesn't cash flow or anything, I still have an asset that somebody else is paying the note down. So let's say I have 10 properties that I'm not cash flowing a dollar on. If those 10 properties are a thousand dollars each, I have $10,000 being paid down every single every single month. And once again, if I, obviously I want a cash flow, that's what we're all after, right? Is the cash flow. But let's just say for whatever reason, I can't cash flow it or it's not cash flowing or whatever. I still have people paying my note down. And if I were to sell those 10 properties, I would get that money back because they paid it down. It's not like it's going away. You know what I mean? Like if I pay, if I sold it for the price I for it one month later, I would get that money back because they paid that bill down. They paid that month down. So, uh, yeah, so I, I'm uh, I'm I'm finance everything. I get a good good rates. I'm at like fifteen percent down, three point five percent interest rate. So three point seven five somewhere in there. I think that's good for an investment. No, man, you're doing you're doing awesome, and I love that because again, even the even if you look at it like that, like hey, I, I broke even. I've been talking to people for the last two weeks that lost 30, 40, 50 percent of what they worked for their whole life because the market took a dip, and even in that time. Yeah, maybe losing 5% of like the paper value of their real estate, but they're still selling all yeah. day long. And, you know, again, when you look at what it could be doing, the government, I, I remember talking to probably this time last year and I was like, man, if there's a correction right now, the last time they printed money, I don't think they're going to be able to do that again. Cause if they do, it's going to cause like a hyperinflation and it's going to totally devalue the American dollar. And then they did it. So I'm like, all right, well, where do you want to put that money? Then? So it's like you're saying, if you leave it where it is because you're scared to do something with it, you're going to lose that to inflation for sure. Yep. But if, even if you throw it into those assets, like you said, that maybe you're not making money every month, at least you're not losing it. And the upside is probably going to happen no matter what. You can sell it. It's always there. It's just, it blows my mind. Like I met people with stocks that they're, they're millionaires on Monday and they're literally broke on Friday. It's, it's not yep. some time. 
the people that were trying to rely on it, I have like the real estate stock battle all the time. And they're like, I don't know, man, I'm coming in stocks. I'm like, okay, well, two weeks ago when you lost your job or your, your business wasn't bringing in any money, your you went to the stock market, but it was down 35%. So you're like, well, I'm not going to pull it now. I have yeah. to pull back up. And so how helpful really was that in a pinch? Or is it like, yeah, you had some cash flow. That money still comes in every month. That's a pretty sick thing. Yeah. In, in my opinion, if you, dump, uh, if you dump money into the, the stock market, you should just count on never pulling it out until you're done. You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's a long game. And that's what, you know, blue chip stocks is the safe. And obviously, there's people making millions doing day trading. But like you said, when things like this happen, those guys ain't making anything right now. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way that, I mean, yeah, may, maybe I'm wrong on that. But it just seems like everything is in such a frenzy. I feel like they do. It's a lot of luck at this point in time, right now, right now, because you don't know where the market's going to go. And uh, like you said, there's millionaires on Monday and broke on Tuesday. And I, I see that all too often in the stock market. That's why Wall Street has one of the highest suicide rates there is on, on, in America because people are jumping out of the buildings because they lost their, their life's work. Yeah, man, that, that's, that's again, back to what we were talking about with having those outlets. I feel like coming out and doing things like that to, you know, I went through a pretty serious hand injury. I was pretty bummed out about stuff and finding guys like Matt Sarah and finding that community of guys that I've been friends with since the day I started. It, it's really just helped me. So I feel like going out there and having somebody like you or, or the acquaintances in the trucks out there that are just giving people hope that like, hey man, like, this is a bad time, but look at all the good things you can do. Look at all these things yeah. to look forward to. Because again, like I, I worry about the people, the, like they say, aside from the financial stuff, like the, the depression and the suicide, it's, it's a real thing, man. So keeping people positive. Oh, yeah. Not polluting your feet with all this frightening stuff and negative bullshit, man. Like, uh, I'd start deleting people, bro. Yeah. I love Can't it. do it. So obviously you're, you're a guy who's not scared to take risks. That's the last thing before I let you go. I won't pick up your whole day, but I always like to get a, an idea of because, you know, even doing stuff like this, like I'm nervous messaging you. I'm always nervous doing this stuff. I don't like putting myself, uh, but I do like talking to people and I do know that, you know, I've, I've learned a lot. So I try and spread things out there, but even when I do something completely normal and it doesn't even have like just some post, like uh, here's me drinking yeah. and playing with my dog. There's people that just write nasty shit and like I'm talking to Weidman about it. Like he just he gets so much love but so much heat. And I watch Aljo go back and forth on it. So when you're jumping in and you're putting your ass on the line like that by taking a fight on like one day's notice, how do you keep yourself from the idiots that are on Twitter or the people that are just the people that have never even trained in their life or invested in a property and just how do you tune that out and focus on the positive and not let it ruin your day or bring you down? Uh, I didn't used to be like this, but I just don't care anymore, man. Like when somebody, when one person would, would like any one person with two followers would make a, a bad comment about me. Like I would have this like feeling in my stomach, the pit of my stomach. And I, I think it's just like, man, like I realize it's like, no matter what, no matter who you are on the planet earth, somebody doesn't like you. And some people have no reason to, to, even not like you. They just don't like you because other people like you. So like you literally can't please everyone. And I feel like the more negative stuff that you get, the better off that you're doing. Right. So it's like, you can't, it's, it, it's, it's really simple. It, it's like asking what you're doing. If you, if you put yourself out, out there like that, it's like asking what's your favorite color, red or blue. Some people are going to pick red and some people are going to pick blue. Y'all are entitled to your own opinion. Obviously I like red though. 
You know what I mean? Like I'm going with red. I'm going to tell everybody I'm red. And then people are going to think I'm dumb for picking red because they like blue. That's fine. You like blue, stay with blue. I like red, kick rocks. You know what I mean? Like that. that and that's just how I, that's just how I look at it. I mean, like you're not going to make everybody happy. Um, but, but you're not going to make everybody happy, but you do need to make yourself happy. So whatever that looks like, if that's picking red over blue, do that. I love that, man. So What's on the horizon for you? I see you, you're posting saying, hey, if they need somebody for April 18th, I'm ready to jump. Yeah. It looks like you're, you're not really stressing, just making things happen. So um, what's on your agenda for you, uh, business-wise, you know, C-wise, fighting-wise, whatever, for like the next six yeah. months? Yeah. plan? Well, I offered myself for the 18th or the 25th, so I haven't heard anything on that yet. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what they, what they decide on that. Uh, I'm looking at, potentially uh buying a a new house for for myself we have uh you know we have quite a bit of equity in, in this one and uh there's one of our dream houses kind of just opened up close to us it's about three minutes down the road from where we live now um i'm in the middle of i'm in the middle of re- uh renovating that 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 the long-term rental that we're talking about that should be done in the next week uh, our flip is in the middle of a contract right now. So I think a lot of, especially with like the real estate, cleaning things up, you know, tying loose ends, uh, cleaning all that up, the Airbnbs, I'm trying to, you know, fill those. Like I have, I have a guy that, that is coming down for a month and, and he's going to stay in one of them. And I'm just trying to break even for the next two months on those until this whole thing blows over. Uh, you know, just, just doing things like that. I think that'll, that'll, it'll be good. You know, just keep it, keeping me busy, keeping everything where I'm not losing money at least, you know, uh, keeping everything uh aesthetic riding out the storm i love it that's the way to yeah do it. it's a waiting game man i'm not afraid of i'm not afraid of any of this dude. Yeah. It's, it's a waiting game i'm gonna come out on top on this thing you got great head on your shoulders man you got a great attitude uh any final thoughts you want to leave people with before i let you go no i just follow facebook instagram instagram i'm i'm pretty active on obviously that's how you hit me up so i uh, appreciate you for having me on man it's been, it's been a great it's been a blast i had a great time me too. So uh, tell people, how, how do they find you? I know you. it's the, at the James Kraus, right? Yeah, the James Kraus, yep, yep. And the same thing, yep. Facebook, and then they can All find of them. everything. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes when I release this too, and uh, I'll get you yeah, out. So if you go on Instagram, there's a there's a link in the bio. There's a little thing called Linktree, and it basically has every single thing. If you guys want to hit me up on every, like YouTube, basically it has it all on there. Awesome, man. Hey, uh, don't, don't sign off when I am, but uh, I just want to go over one more thing with you before we go off. But in the meantime, you, sir, uh, I really respect everything that you do in and outside of the cage. You know, guys that I respect very much, like I acquainted Chuck and Volante, say great things about you, man. So I really appreciate that you gave me your time today. Uh, I hope it was fun for you, too. I had a blast. And uh, stay safe, man. Wash your hands, and I hope to see you in the cage soon. <laughs> Thanks, bro.